welcome to Crushed by Margaret Caborn Smith, a podcast about the perils and poetry of unrequited love. My guest today is hilarious podcaster, writer, performer, and producer of Crushed by Margaret Caborn Smith. It's the wonderful Sophie Black. Hello. Hi, Sophie. Hi. I feel like I've been like lying upstairs in the landing watching my parents watch TV and not being able to join in or say that I've been listening and now I'm like (laughs) joining the conversation it's such a thrill because there have been a couple of times where you are literally in the same room you know holding the microphone literally having to put my own hand over my mouth so I don't go oh my god I've totally had exactly (laughs) the same situation Yeah. yeah and having to write notes so I can tell you afterwards Yes. Like to share it because it's so cathartic. Yeah. I mean, it has been, it's been therapy for both of us, I would say, hasn't it? I think actually, I'd like, I'd go as far as to say for a lot of people coming on because I think it, often these things you sort of by their very nature you sort of push them down yes you know especially if you sort of internalize them I think on one episode you said there's two types of people there's the kind of person who kind of writes their name out a hundred times and keeps it very quiet and then there's the kind of person who just goes up to them and go I fancy you <laughs> I was never that no person. neither of us no. been so, that guy. so actually there's lots of kind of feelings about people and um, and sort of hidden love affairs that you've had that you might not have even thought about. For yeah, years. because That's I feel like a lot of it is really internal. And I think, weirdly, there is a bit of shame, or not a bit yeah. of shame, a lot of shame, yeah. particularly as some of these feelings are about like when you're starting to feel sexual yeah. and whatever, and yeah, that can feel, yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but yeah. very wrong yeah you know, yeah or confusing certainly confusing yeah. yeah and there's definitely loads of um sort of confusion I mean gosh maybe even now there's confusion sometimes over you know oh am I attracted to that person because they're really hot or just because they're really powerful or they're really funny or yeah you know there's there's a lot of that going on so when you're younger you sort of don't necessarily know whether you just like no absolutely you know, and as girls particularly I think we were sort of encouraged to to feed into the sort of romantic narrative of like or maybe attached to a potential husband or whatever whereas I was thinking about Andy Samberg recently are you aware of Andy Samberg yes love Andy Samberg yeah um and I watched pop star never stop never stopping I don't know if you've seen that it's very very funny anyway I mean it's really childish in a lot of ways but I absolutely loved it but it was the first time in a while that I was I totally have a crush on him but I was like I have to admit I just want to be him yes I just want to be him exactly or I want to be in his orbit I want to be in that world yeah. Sort of, you know, I sort of think so many of my crushes, even as an adult, have been about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, and I think somebody, and I can't remember who said it on your podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> our podcast. Yeah, our podcast, <laughs> beg your pardon. Um, but someone said the idea that sort of somehow that's, as a woman, sometimes that's access into a world. Like you can't imagine yourself being there as a fellow writer, you know, or actor, or whatever. But you can imagine, it's so sad, and I'm not saying it's right at all. No. But as a young person, I might have seen it more likely to be there as a girlfriend than I would be yeah. on my own terms, which is really depressing and awful. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, but yeah, there's a lot of that going so on. So who was your first that you can remember? So there's so many <laughs> that it's like, I, it's, I can't even, you know, it's like, well, it, so one I remembered recently because I watched the film again recently which was quite funny, was Corey Feldman in Stand By Me. Oh, 
Corey Feldman is an interesting one in that because he's what third handsomest <laughs> so well what this is what's interesting so for me I was always the person who was like I'd always this won't surprise you always fancy the funny one so always yeah. fancy like Murdoch in the A-team when everyone else fancied face <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean so I was definitely so I would definitely go straight to the funny. slightly fucked up mm-hmm. one who was sort of funny Corey Feldman but then watching it recently <laughs> I was like no I still would actually <laughs> Sorry, sorry, River Phoenix, but uh, <laughs> no, he, there's something very cute about him. And well, it would be sad if you had lost that, yeah. you know, like lost being in touch with that little girl yeah. that you were that was felt that connection. Yes, and I guess there's a real dodginess of watching a film <laughs> of a 13 year old boy and going, "Yes, yeah, so let's <laughs> let's Ooh. just gloss over that." Yeah, but no, there was the, but it was really funny because my husband said so we watched this film and he was like when I was a kid everyone said I look like Corey Feldman which he actually yes, totally did so I was like oh my god I've come I see full that. circle yeah so there we go so, so you won something. I won I Yay. totally won I think he's marginally better than the real Corey Feldman too so I think we've, we've done okay oh god yeah I, yeah I, I, I just I'd hope so I oh, mean I know. those poor little boys I know, I know I know so how old would you have been then you were a teenager but a young teenager maybe I think I would have watched Stand By Me yeah probably around 12 mm-hmm. or something like that yeah it would have been in sec- early secondary school so like 11 12 okay so was it in any way sexual like um, what did you imagine doing with him did you imagine just going to find a dead body in the woods ideally I think uh I don't think I I think I just liked oh it's a very good point I don't remember what I imagined I just remember thinking he was I remember wanting yes yeah maybe it was an element of wanting to be you I wanted those glasses yeah and do you know what I mean I sort of and and there was a time at that time which would have been sort of late 80s early 90s where everyone wanted those Tags, you know those kind of oh, army tags. Dog tags, yes. Yeah, dog oh tags. God, I remember that. And he had his. I think his in the, in the film, his dad was like a Vietnam mm. whatever. So that's why he had those. Yeah, so weird things like that. But I don't. Yeah, so I don't think it was. It definitely wasn't sexual. No, but it was it definitely was a... like. It was more than say Murdoch, which was just like <laughs> I thought he was hilarious. Yeah, that was definitely not sexual. Corey Feldman was the first one going into that kind of. I really like the way he looks. Yeah. Probably liked his troubled uh, character as well. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think, yeah, I'm not sure. The, the the first person where it was really sexual, which will hopefully make you laugh, was a character in The Bill. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> and I, I mean... Yeah, so he was like a just a, a random actor, like hasn't really ever done anything since. He and played... I should say, for people who don't know, the bill oh, yeah. is very unglamorous. Like, oh, it's so not great. Really? No, uh, no, no, no. The thing that only the British can do, yeah. which is a kind of soap, which is based on very boring reality. Really dull you know, plodding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah, plodding is the word. The the credits were famously two pairs of legs yeah. walking away. Walking away, except they're not walking away because they're always in shot. It was actually quite mesmerising. <laughs> the to, camera was to following. To the fans. <clears throat> yeah. But you never got, you never saw a bum, did no, you? No, no way. That would have been too Yeah, so it was really kind of like quite mundane, um, mundane mm. very mundane for a cop 
you know, soap. Yeah. It was very mundane. But he was, of course, the bad guy. So he was oh. the bad cop doing all the kind of deals What's on it? the Who side. So his his the actor's name was Nick Redding, <laughs> and the and the uh, and the character was called PC. Pete Ramsey. Oh, I, I love mean, the no full one in the name. world. If anyone in the world even vaguely, I mean, I think he was only on for like one season or something like that. And I really fancied him. Did, did you have any access to pictures of him? No, no because he wasn't days. that famous. So I used to write you, to magazines. Yeah, I was going to say, and ask you? them to print because that's oh, what they used to do. Oh my god, internet. you're right. I'd forgotten yeah. that. That's so. Oh my god, we so sound like we're a hundred. Say hi, whatever it was, just seventeen. Which by by the way, I didn't used to buy for ages because I thought you had to be 17, 17 to buy. Yeah, oh, me too. Very obedient. Yeah, so, I mean, it clearly ends yeah, at 14-year-olds, but okay. So, so, yeah, so I'd write, so, yeah, write to those <laughs> magazines, say, please, can you? I think one did. Oh, that's nice. And I think that was probably like a TV magazine. Yeah, I was going to say, kind of been better they thought, off. Okay, yeah, whatever it was. He like. wouldn't have had his shirt off or anything, though, would he? Oh, no, I mean, the picture was him. It was a small circle as well in the letters page, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it was like... Just him dressed as a copper. That was probably the only pitch he got. Yes was it him. full length or? Um, no, no. I mean, no, I mean, like, like it would have been like cut, I would have size. cut it out. I would have bought probably a few. I mean, it's really sad. <laughs> a collage of the same little yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember we went on holiday one summer. <laughs> my, me and my mum, and my brother, to Devon, and. Um, and then we watched it on TV and he was shot. He was killed off. <gasps> and my mum and my brother pissed themselves. Thought oh. it was the funniest thing in the world. And I was literally crying, like <gasps> sobbing in front of the TV. <laughs> and oh they my were like, God. my mum brother so much cooler than me. Like, yeah, just, just looking at me like, how did we get this, this child? Yeah, like, yeah, how yeah. did she get into our family? And I'd just be literally sobbing. I mean, it took me a good few days to kind of, you know, pull, pull, myself, pull myself together, yeah. Oh, my God. Mm. Oh, because the thing is, while it obviously is hilarious, yeah. it is, uh, like, oh. I think I'd have been too oh. empathetic to really laugh because yeah. I'd have been I like, know. oh, no, this has yeah. sort of destroyed a her little deal. world. Yeah, because also, I guess, in that world where, where now you have a link... And there's so many reasons why that this is terrible, but you you always have a sort of link to those people, so... They might be on Twitter, or you yeah. could you could see them. They're visible somehow in the rest of the world. Whereas this was like my only link to him was yeah. this show. And when he's killed gone, off, and also I think, and we've talked about this a bit before, I think it was the character. I was going really, to say, so anyway, him cropping up in some period it's drama. It's not going to really no, not do it for you. Not that he ever really did. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry, apologies if he's gone on to me. I don't think he has. I did look him up recently. but um, Did you? And yeah, I did, actually. What? I think he's a really good person. He's done lots of charity. Oh. Work. Like, he now lives in Africa or something and, like, has has started his own charity or whatever. So, so you I obviously could well. see beneath yeah. the, like, really tough boy exterior <laughs> see the rough diamond underneath. What sort of bad coppering did he do? I think it wasn't nothing too bad, obviously, okay. mundane show. Yeah. But it was like, I think he was having an affair with a married woman and then maybe he was, like, taking cash. for Like, he was doing... He was dodgy, but he yeah. wasn't... This is only the bill. So yeah, he was sure, a copper sure, sure. who was, like, a bit of a bad egg. And then I think in the end, he was shot doing the right thing, as most bad oh, characters lovely. tend to do. Which so is he like, will go to heaven. He will go to heaven. But, of course, I always saw that this was his... <laughs> You know. <laughs>
It's uh, just so... Oh, and do you think that... So, you have in the past liked... Mm. Looking so polite. Don't miss your ass. I don't know. Bad boys might be pushing it. You Definitely. Know, but there's... You yeah. like a bit of... I think so. Yes, and I don't know what that is. Yeah, always. And I guess maybe there's something of... So, so, so of that spectrum, the sort of... Murdoch and Corey Feldman is still on that. It's the nice oh, end of that spectrum. Yeah, but I like, mean, they need to be entertaining. Don't yeah, they? <laughs> exactly. They need to be entertaining. But yeah, so but I think yes, I think I've always quite liked. Yeah, would always have liked the bad one or the naughty one. Yeah, and I think that followed me through into real pretty much till I met my husband. <laughs> so yeah, so till my late thirties. <laughs> yeah, kind of that. Yeah, and was there a big crossover? So the people you had. Crushes on in real life. Yes, Were they like PC Nick. No, no what is his let me name? Think. PC Ramsey. Uh, PC Pete Ramsey. So PC Pete or Ramsey. the actor Nick Redding. Yeah, okay. AKA. Yeah. So uh, no, in real life, I was just terrible at. I didn't know how to flirt. I was really close to my brother. We got on really well. So I never had any. I always friends with lots of boys. Yeah, but didn't really quite know how to sort of. T- take that to another I just thought well we'll just be really really good friends then yeah so actually a lot of the things that you said have always really chimed with me where I'd sort of think it was somehow we'd just I'd just be really really good friends with somebody and then I think well then obviously now the next step <laughs> is that we go out and yeah, then I, I was sort of like deliver that almost as a kind of well I've been yes, thinking about I've put this together my scrapbook and yeah and I why... think this makes sense yeah. we should probably so I've had lots of kind of conversations where I've had to sort of say oh god oh I feel ill you know yeah. I I had one this is so yeah so I was really good friends with this guy at university and um and we and this is I mean this is a um just say no guys but I was this time taking you know a few a few recreational drugs <laughs> and I remember having like had Taken and taken a pill or something. Mm. I was, you know, I was like eighteen or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And um, and we were waiting for him and a few other friends to arrive at a club, and he never arrived. And I just got fixated about him arriving, and I sort of think that sort of precipitated a sort of whole, which I do really believe was like chemically induced, (laughs) a kind of whole um, a crush on him, like seeing him in a different way, seeing a friend in a different way and then thinking, oh, right, no, it's actually that. This means something. This means something. Mm. And then I sort of had this crush on him for ages and then I felt like I had to sort of say to him, you know, I really care about you and it was really painful and, yeah, I mean, madness really because it wasn't, it wasn't even, I don't think, sexual. It was like, it was an intellectual thing where I decided we should... Yeah. Be together. Yeah. What and it was sort he... of like kickstarted by a little bit of. Uh, <laughs> and it's funny, isn't it? It's, it's a bit like what we've talked about before about sometimes you have a dream about yes, someone. Exactly. And then suddenly. The same. You, it, it's strange how you can't. that It comes so yeah. suddenly sometimes, but you can't let it go. I mean, that so was it just it. takes it was like hold. suddenly something was happening that I was, you know, temporarily looking at him through a different lens. Mm. And then I kind of couldn't get out of that and just sort of thought, oh, that was the thing. So yeah, I had that. Um, which what actually, he... so it didn't last. The, oh, the so crush did didn't last. No, right. no, so the crush no. didn't last very long, but the fallout from it lasted ages. What do you mean? In the sense that all my friends kind of always thought that I still fancied him and he sort of thought I still fancied him and I couldn't oh, quite get God. away from it. 
I think it's a really interesting example of the power of crushes and the pe- the power of putting it out there yeah, actually yeah yeah this thing of um so my daughter's about to be uh friar lawrence in romeo and juliet oh. and there's a big and i think this is fine to say but there's a it was sort of hilarious romeo and juliet when they were cast yeah. because it was like a big deal that she had and apparently no longer does yeah but she had had a crush on him so this is already, right. I mean, the show is not, you know, for months, already a big drama. And you sort yeah. of think that is exactly what this drama group wants. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, excitement yeah, yeah. of that. And this poor girl, like, I don't know whether she still does or she doesn't, yeah, but that right. is in that her narrative, narrative now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And what happens out of that yeah. is, you know, and these are young teenagers, this sort of perfect yeah, storm. totally. Of this is... And people are excited by it, I yeah, think. Yeah, they lo- it's a re- really weird one. I mean, I remember like years afterwards, like years afterwards, and we and we went on to be really good friends. We shared a flat and it was like that none of that could have happened if I fancied him. Yeah. But, and I was friends with his girlfriends and you know what I mean? It was all yeah. of that. And I remember one girlfriend of his saying, like years later going, oh yeah, I remember him first talking about you and saying it's this girl who used to fancy me. And I was like... Oh my god! Uh, you know, so like, yeah, that's, that's your story. Yeah, that's, that's your... who I am. Like, if you were gonna give me a little bi, if he was gonna give me a little biog, that would be in the three sentences. Yeah, 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 and that's so nuts, isn't it's it? Because so I do. Nuts. It's so awful having to kind of. But it makes sense, that. of course. Yeah, that's, because I've done know... it with other people. Now yeah, I will always think of you as that. As yeah, that, if yeah, I meet yeah. him, I'll be like, "Is that yeah, the one?" Yeah. You know, because it's fun I suppose yeah. it's fun to it's, it's nice it's nice when you know that someone has a crush on you so it's not like you know that'll be and that and I guess if someone who's a really good friend comes up and tells you that about themselves you're um that's going to be quite powerful like even yeah. if you don't have any feelings yeah. for them that's really kind of but Sophie there are that. people that I really no longer fancy that I would like it scrubbed I know, from the too. record. Well, I have That's to say, the I with him, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. no, no, yeah, please. I, I cannot, know. like, he literally makes me feel sick yeah, now. And, uh, <laughs> but that's... Um, but I think also, uh, without being too sort of hetero about this, but I think that men and women are quite different in the way, you know, so we've talked before about how women, there's sort of attraction is sort of the tentacles of that go so many different places in terms of who that person is, how you see yourself. You know, it's all so um, complex, I think. And not saying for everybody, but for lots of men, that's not, it's a bit knee-jerk. It's pretty much like if you're going to fancy someone at 18, you're probably still going to fancy them when they're 68. Not quite, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's going to be like an element to them that you'll always, oh, maybe that's not true. Yeah, that's interesting. Have you you read One Day by David No, I haven't, but I know. It's great. But there's a great bit in, in One Day where you sort of think they're, both going to get together they're both single and yeah. it looks like and she always had a crush on him yeah and he says i i do fancy you and it's a kind of like <gasps> yeah and then but what he says is but i sort of fancy everyone yeah, and it's yeah, i know yeah, it's yeah, so yeah, perfect yeah, because yeah. it's like oh well you've just destroyed what was yeah, built up in her head yeah, yeah, yeah. and so nothing does happen i think at that at that point right um um, but it's actually it's really honest exactly, and it says yeah, so much so yeah. she has built this thing up she has had him yeah. in her mind and she does become friends with him and she sees other people and whatever Yeah. but she, I think she especially at that point still has this kind of built up fantasy yeah. whereas he's like yeah I fancy you but I fancy her and her yeah and her exactly and her. this is all so yeah, different yeah 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 
I remember a guy when I was a um, when I was a teenager. Again, I was at a party. I basically. A friend of mine went to a boys' school. I went to a girls' school. We were really close. We'd speak on the phone every night. Never any kind of attraction on either side. But it was very useful because we had, you know, our friends really liked each other, whatever. And we had like a New Year's Eve party. We were probably about 15. And I really fancied a friend of his. And I remember sitting on a sofa and and I'd gone there with my one of my best friends who is who everyone always fancied. Yeah. I hear you. And we sat <laughs> and we sat on the sofa and he came and sat next to me. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And he lifted his arm to put his <gasps> arm around me. And I was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then she was, you sort of imagine me, I was sitting next to her. So he was sitting on one side. And then he started stroking her oh back God. behind oh my God. back. <laughs> so eventually I just had to sort of sheepishly uh, get up and move away. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> Oh my god. Oh no. Was she was she into it? Uh no, I don't think I don't think I mean I don't think anything happened. She didn't think it was you stroking her. No, she didn't think it was me <laughs> stroking her and she didn't it's not like she, she got off with him yeah, or anything okay. like that. But yeah, it wasn't it became clear yeah, that yeah, it was just oh my so God. heartbreaking. Because it's funny what you were saying earlier about you just being around and being around and then that's the next step. I was thinking about sitting close to people yeah. and how exciting yeah. that was. Yeah. And uh, and I was thinking I almost had a feeling that if I just sit close enough to them, I'll fuse to them and oh. then I will be with them forever. You yeah, know, it's like yeah, obviously yeah. not consciously, but I think that that was the sort of like, oh my God, and he's... Yeah, he's chosen yeah. to sit next yeah. to me, and but I do think going back to what I was saying, I sort of think there was a massive gap in my understanding, mm. and I don't know if that came from films or whatever. I just sort of didn't know. I basically, I think, just didn't know how to flirt. Yeah, so I didn't feel confident or comfortable in my own attractiveness or sexuality or anything. So I didn't know how to sort of play on that at all. <clears throat> Yeah, and so therefore I didn't know when people fan- you know, looking back, I kind of go, oh yeah, I think that person probably fancied me. Yeah, but I didn't. Yeah, yeah, you have could have got a, a snog out of it at yeah, least. Totally. I think think about this as well. I was thinking about that, you know, taking your rational collection of um, uh, ideas that you take to someone to say this is why we should be yeah. together, yeah. and thinking that's it. It just will never work, even if the no. person really fancies you, because no. it's like, oh, my God, you mean yeah, this we, is what so you want to do a contract? I yeah. can't. The pressure is so different. I think back about the way I told people that I fancied them, and I think I if I just sat close yeah. to them yeah. and said, I think you're really hot. Yeah, exactly. Def- think it would have moved in a different, so different. way. Yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. sort of, and then it's like gently, gently, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and way less, you're putting way less on the line. So if it doesn't, yeah. you know, so it you're actually... You're not saying, I will be devastated if yeah. this doesn't happen. Yeah. And you get yourself to a point where it's like, there's no way out. You have to say it because you have to sort of almost put yourself out of your misery. But in a way, if you've got to that point, you know the answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Because there will have been situations a bit like that, you know, where nothing did happen. Yes. But you've got a reason why it didn't. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so interesting, isn't it? Yeah, the responsibility that you have to take for... You did that a bit. You know, you made that mistake of sort of putting... I don't know, putting certain barriers up and then, you know presenting your case yeah and uh, it was very much that it was very logical case yeah whereas the girls who were 
getting action and even then getting boyfriends it's not just snogging and whatever no yeah yeah it's just sort of gently falling into something yeah, and sort of going yeah. oh hey we fancy yeah, each other a it's bit a light, there oh, was a lightness each other a much bit. more of a lightness yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But I do think as a confident, an innate, mm. I mean, I don't think anyone's really confident, you know, in their teens properly, but I think I had no idea, really. I had no sort of... I remember my mum actually actively saying to me um, <laughs> that I needed to, quote, put my goods in the window, unquote, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure wouldn't fly. I'm not pretty sure I'm not going to be saying that to my daughter. Um, but you know, I sort of went around in big baggy jumpers and watched loads of TV and comedy, and was just a bit of a geek. Yeah, yeah. and I, yeah, I know what she was trying to say, but yeah, I yeah. I mean, have I, any... she, I'm sure she wasn't like literally saying get your cleavage. No, out. she wasn't, but she was like celebrate your, you know, your yeah, body and like, how you look. And it's I... interesting because I remember talking to a, a friend who said that she just always assumed that boys wanted to sleep with her, and she was not saying it in yeah, a complimentary no. thing. Like yeah. she was saying it's. It's awful, isn't yeah, it? And I was yeah. like, I've literally never, I mean, this was in my mid-twenties, literally never thought anyone wanted yeah. to sleep with me yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's such, and neither of these things are true, I would no. say. No, no, But it's an interesting, um, yeah, she didn't have any male friends, yeah, you know. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Was, that's not yeah. What, what men were for. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, there must, there, I think probably young people nowadays have a much <laughs> better sort of balance of it all. Do you still get crushes on people now? Yes. I do. She's folded her arms. Yes, so. I do. <laughs> um, I so not very often, and mm-hmm. also um, not in the same way. I was where you're say in, in different ways. I think you said before, which I used to be quite like, where if I fancy somebody on TV or film or you know musician or whatever, I would imagine our life together. Yeah. <laughs> in sometimes, you know, when I was younger in in great detail. Yeah. And oh, I picking out to, wallpapers. Yeah, and yeah. I'd sort of imagine the scenario where we would have met. You know, oh, you like, have to do the whole setup yeah, dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is I'm talking about people I've never met. Yeah. You know, I would oh, yeah, recreate yeah. I'd create a life for us, a family and you know, everything. <laughs> so I'd do all of that. So do that you know it's really doesn't... expensive to um because I really wanted to put to get so I get told I get I get told I look like people. Yeah. And um, you know that thing of the, the best person you look like and the worst person you yes. look, that you've been yes. told you We've look like. We've done this, I think, yeah. on Facebook. Yes, 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 yes. And, um, and and the idea is that you are exactly between them. So yes. I wanted to get my best and my worst and put them yeah. together and, and find a... And do, yeah, yeah okay. Do. And there's loads of sites where you can do this, but it all costs money because I think people really want to know yeah. what their children will look like with oh. either celebrities or, you know, two different people or maybe someone you know or whatever you can put the photos together oh, and find out what your creepy. child really creepy and then go and meet them at stage door and say <laughs> hiya just I'm so FYI. glad that i mean i would have spent all my money I doing have just done that all the time <laughs> i yeah. didn't spend the money on faye dunaway I would have named and them. jimmy white which is what i wanted to oh, do oh wow that yeah that <laughs> jimmy white no but it would be amazing if it was just a picture of me, wouldn't it? Yes, wouldn't it? Just a perfect, perfect picture of you. I thought what you were going to say is if you're supposed to be somewhere in between those two people, yeah. then that'll give you a kind of accurate idea of what you look like to the world. Yeah. yeah I remember yeah. this I is like sidebar where I remember Fergus Craig, who hasn't been on this podcast, very funny person, hit. I remember him saying how um, 
<laughs> to be a good actor, you have to understand what you look like to <gasps> yes. other people. Oh and I remember at the time, and I can't remember the sentence, so I'm not doing this story justice, <clears throat> but he says something like, to other people, I look like a, you know, a, whatever it was, like a kind of a boy in his late teens who's taken too many E's. Something like that. It was just so... And he's like... And, that, and you're like, oh, yeah, you always get parts. It's like, you know, you're working in a petrol station or you're... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yes. Now I get it. And he's like, I just project that back at the world. <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh, right, yeah. You have to do that, yeah. yeah. Um, Ed Weeks, who is an actor yes. that, we, that we both know. In fact, you did a show with him. I did, indeed. Um, he... Uh, is a lovely and very handsome man who's working yes. in Hollywood now. But he was put up for Tarzan once and he went in and the casting director said, has your agent seen you? <laughs> oh, God. Which is, yeah, pretty oh, devastating. Yeah. But yeah, you have to know what you... Yeah, you've got to know what, what you're projecting. Like. Yeah, exactly. I think Ed is actually an example of someone who does absolutely know what yeah. he... Yeah, nailing He's very it. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, and I should say that when I was at drama school, uh, yeah. we did an exercise where we were told did what you? we looked like. Oh. And mine was Chunky Librarian. Oh. And uh, I suddenly remembered that last week and it sort of hurt all over. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, because of course that is subjective and someone can say, can write you off for certain things. That's yeah. very true. So that's yeah, yeah, really yeah, kind yeah, of, that good. can be really damaging. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I don't, so not, I don't have any crushes on people in real life. No. Not to say that isn't, cool but yeah. like I just don't or I don't really do that anymore and I don't and if I think if I fancy somebody in who is famous I don't then do the kind of and this is how we'd meet in my head yeah thing. yeah yeah but somebody I thought I was the only person in the world who fancied this person we my husband is a theatre producer as yes. you know and he had an opening in New York and me and um he loads of members female members of his family most of his family um uh were amazing brilliant <laughs> funny women yeah and we're all having dinner before this show so it's like and we're all in different ages there's probably ranging from sort of 60 to sort of mid 30s yeah. five or six women and so we're saying so who's so he's doing an opening night on broadway so lots of famous people and he's going through the list we're like who's who's coming who's coming and he's like and he says you know Jonah Hill and we're like, okay, yeah, yeah. And he's, you know, doing the <laughs> yeah, list, you know, yeah, quite, yeah. pretty famous. Right. Yeah, but really we're like, famous. yeah, whatever. And then he said, um, Sam Rockwell. And we all went, oh, my God, I love him. At the same time. <laughs> and then all looked really shocked that all these other were like, well, hang on, it's only me. And I think he's one of those people that everyone thinks secretly. That, Do you think you're yes. the only person who likes yes. Sam Rockwell? And actually the world likes Sam Rockwell. Oh, my God. So it was really funny. So And, and did, it, did it feel like it was taken away from you a little bit, finding out that all these other I women... guess I did, because I, I thought I was the clever one who'd worked out that there was something he's incredibly... Actually, he's, actually very he's actually very attractive. This guys, I don't A-lister know why. This a brilliant actor <laughs> has somehow, has somehow, I'm the only one who actually sees his, you know, that that how attractive the inner he is. Sam yeah. Rockwell. But what was funny, so funny was then a while later, I was t- I took my kids to go and see a film which is called The Bad Guys. Which oh yes, yeah. I mean, I have yep, a very I, I very low gone to that. Oh. Threshold, like I'm quite happy. Most films I can sit, kids' films I can sit through, and I'm like, great, and it has a plot, tick, fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like fine. But actually, this is one of the good ones. Quite, quite funny. It was a very funny trailer. So we were like, we're definitely going to go see that. So yeah. we went to go and see it. And about halfway through, 
I was thinking, I really fancy this wolf. <laughs> this wolf is there's something about him. And I was looking and I was like, is it the animation? Like his swagger? Like he had a real swagger? Yeah. And and it was worrying me slightly because I was like, well, I don't have that feeling very often. And this is a fucking cartoon. <laughs> and then the credits roll and it's Sam Rock playing the wolf. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, well, there you so go. So did you, but did you feel there was a bigger connection there? Going, I wonder if all of those other ladies would have noticed. <laughs> I don't think they have the wolf. connection with him that I do. Yeah, no, I did think that. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. I um, We were talking about Welcome to Wrexham. Oh, yes. Which our lovely guest, Humphrey Carr, mm-hmm. is a star of. And uh, I've got very into it. Absolutely love it. Yes, it's brilliant. Um, and I said to Dan, we were watching, maybe watching the tenth episode or whatever. Yeah. And I said, I turned to Dan and I said, "Oh my god, I really love Ryan Reynolds." I mean, and he went, "Margaret, if you think that you have covered that up in any <laughs> way, you are such an idiot." <laughs> And I still think I do, Sophie. Oh, I still think I'm so like, I'm so sweet. cool. Nobody would have noticed <laughs> sitting up. <laughs> and you're going, I know, tonight, should we watch? Oh, welcome. To- I mean, we could actually probably watch three in a row. <laughs> I mean, you know. Oh, and um, I am on tour at the oh, moment. So, good. so I have more time to myself than I usually do. And yes. I watched the 2009 film The Proposal starring... Oh. Ryan Reynolds and the other woman. That's so a good it's, film. It's a good film, yeah. Okay. Um, he's uh, he's less. I mean, he's more attractive now, to be honest. He's a little bit blandly yes, handsome yes, in those yes, days. Yes. Uh, but he, um, Sandra Bullock's character name in that is Margaret. Oh, that's so nice. So I've said to Dan for my yeah. Christmas present, I would just <laughs> like all of the times Ryan Reynolds says Margaret in that film. <laughs> He is so good. I'm 47. So good. So good. So So lovely and so so Canadian. So sweet. But I have to say, it's the first time that I've fancied an A-list Hollywood anyone for a very, very long time. Maybe, if ever. It's not my bag. I wonder what the difference is now. I think now... I think it's Welcome to Wrexham, I think. Yeah, that is. in that weird But I also think now I care more about... This is so Go on. I care more about who they are. I had a very confusing crush on um, Justin Theroux. Oh, yes. um, Who I don't actually find attractive. Yeah. So that's weird. Definitely not. Yeah, because he's quite. um, Oh, he's quite. Yeah. He's quite sort of. Yeah, he's quite masculine. Sophie's doing some stuff with her shoulders. (laughs) Well, he's. But he's quite kind of um, well manicured. I'm not really into that. Like he's quite kind of sculpted, and that's not really my thing. But then when you find out a bit about his him as a person. So it's almost started like from listening to him on podcasts and stuff where I was like, oh, you oh, actually sound... Well, where he was doing an impression of Melvin Bragg on Louis Theroux's podcast. Oh, yes. I mean, And you're like, oh, funny. you're really funny. You're friends with Amy Sedaris, who's like the most amazing woman in the world. And, and you're kind of like... And so then this goes back to... Maybe this goes back to the child thing of going... Maybe I don't know if I really even fancy you. I just kind of want to be in your orbit. I yeah. think you seem like a really cool person. Yeah. Maybe I'm just dead from the waist down. <laughs> it's never, ever been about sex. And I'm just like, oh, they seem oh, rather well, interesting person. Have you? Well, come on then. Have you ever had anything that was like purely sexual where you actually just thought, I think I don't yes. like them in oh, real yes. life? 
Go on. I do. So I'm going to have to tell this very carefully so that he is not... um... Oh, so if you're giving yourself a lot of edits to do... I am giving... I know, I know. Okay, so let me say... So have I ever had this? Um, I, in my 20s, a lot of my female friends were either living up north or living abroad. Mm -hmm. They were not living in London. I, as I've said, lots of male friends. So I kind of ran with, is probably the best way of saying it, a a big group of my male friends and then sort of their male friends. So it would often be me and sort of 10 blokes going clubbing or whatever. (laughs) And and one of these blokes, um, I... I really fancied when I first met him. He went to school with one of my friends, whatever, and um, and I I thought he looked just like Christian Slater, and I thought he was really really sexy. But I thought he was a knob. Like he just he <laughs> that what came out of his mouth was really annoying. You know how people sometimes kind of um go on about how brilliant they are when they actually probably don't feel like that inside themselves. Yeah. But like, and you know, and when you're younger, it's a bit more coarse or whatever. But I remember thinking he's such an old, but I thought he was so good looking. I couldn't, I, yeah, it was a real problem. So it, so that went on, on and off for years. Wow. Where we would end up in bed together. But it was, in a way, it was quite simple because there was you, never yeah, any. he definitely didn't want to yeah. have anything. And actually, I'd like to say, actually, as he has grown up, I think he then switched over. I think he became less attractive, but much nicer person. <laughs> I remember. Oh, God, imagine hearing that. Yeah, I know. That's, that's, I, really, I don't think he's ever going to listen to this. So no, I think no. It's no, but I was just thinking about what a weird conundrum that would be yeah. to, to sort of think, have I become less attractive as I've become? Nicer? Well, I don't. I think we've already established that I sort of I fancy horrible people sure <laughs> my husband aside <laughs> um so yes yeah, so I I think there's probably that element as well that I would have probably been able to accept his not niceness yeah more readily than someone else might have been but um yeah but also yeah he's a much nicer person now so I think he's a bit more rounded and probably doesn't feel the need to sort of show off as much yeah so consequently I'm he's sure he's all right. dead to me because <laughs> He is no longer sexy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. Gosh. And have we covered um, like your weirdest? I suppose you've you've mentioned a wolf and a man from the a bill. Wolf, so a cartoon wolf. Yeah, a man weird. from the bill. Um, so probably the the in a way what my answer should have been at the very beginning. So who was your first? Yeah, or? in a way that again. I find it quite difficult looking back to see was it really sexual or not, mm. yada, yada, yada. But, but no, 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 crush can definitely not, can be not sexual as well. So yeah. Like the, chil- the ones I had as child, as a child yes. like were not. Yeah, and there's definitely crossover between, yeah. I think. So, so for instance, if Shit. we look at Sam Rockwell being definitely 100% sexual crush. Even as a wolf. <laughs> even as a wolf, <laughs> almost more so as a wolf. <laughs> and then, um, and then... Someone so so when I was about eleven, I became obsessed with the Beatles mm-hmm. for about three years. I probably only even listened to Beatles songs, mm-hmm. and John Lennon was my world. Yeah, and on the anniversary of his death every year, I would go into school with a black armband. Oh, I loved him. I still love it. Like I can't even be objective yeah. about you know. I think so, those ones that happen when you're that age you can't ever be objective no, about he's them. just so for me 
I think he is, and that is understandable, then you can understand everything else, in a way that there's so much of him that probably is in many ways my template for things that I... You know, it's the yeah. funny one. It's the person who's a bit slightly unhinged sometimes. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. Yeah, so. not always the nicest. No. It's interesting though, because I felt like when when I got into the Beatles, which was probably a little bit later, um, I mean, they were always sort of around in, in my house. Yeah, but then, of course, you know, yeah. um, But it was, it was a bit like, well, Paul's a bit you know, a bit vanilla, not that I would have used that Which word then. Which is awful. Um, yeah, but yes, that, that's like, oh, he's so, well, yeah. so, I mean, God, and you watch Get Back and you think, oh my yeah. God. I went um, to see him in concert recently. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is amazing. Um, he's amazing. Yeah, exactly. And he, but he's transcended all of that, but it did feel, like, and I think he's aware of this as well, he mm. was like the sweet, vanilla, almost bland one compared to the sort of spiky genius of John Lennon. And I have to say, I think they're they're both geniuses. I yeah, mean, there's not oh, much absolutely. argument about that. Yeah. But that, but it felt like the more interesting choice, you know, the, the sort of like, oh, you don't go for the, you know, the round cheeks and the big eyes and that you're going for the spiky one who's but I think it went, naked. And... This is another podcast. But yeah, I think it went <laughs> deeper than that with them. So I think Paul McCartney has said that he actually, so they both experienced loss as kids. Mm-hmm. and But his was at least within a kind of happy framework of a family. You know, his mother sadly died, but he had a really close family and everything was mm-hmm. otherwise healthy. Yeah. Whereas with John Lennon, there was a very, very sort of, uh, you know, slightly screwy set up. And so there was much more going on than just the loss of his mother. It was mm-hmm. kind of like, so I think, and without getting to pop psychology, mm-hmm. I think there was an element of that in my childhood. So there was, I did probably, and I probably still do, kind of drawn to people who kind of know the dark side or, yeah. you know, or are kind of happy or quite happy to kind of own their own kind of yeah. pain or whatever. Yeah, I recently read um, Rob Delaney's book, uh, yeah. Heart That Works, which is amazing, but he talks about, well, actually, he says he can't relax around people who haven't suffered tragedy I yeah. anymore. I, I, and he was like, yeah. you know, he was sort of like taking the piss out of himself for, for saying yeah. it, but you do think, well, of course, of course you're drawn to that. Of course you you can't, you know, be with I people who are just like, what do you know? Yeah. You know, you're sitting there and yeah. I am feeling, a friend described it as um, having, like feeling like everyone else has got armour on and you're feeling yeah. the wind on your very thin I skin. You need other people identify like that. With, yeah, and I will always, I have always been the person who, if I am in a situation and it does feel very safe or that no, everyone's kind of, yeah, I don't know, in that realm, um, I'll sort of throw a grenade in the <laughs> middle of the room to just to see how everyone reacts. And the yeah. person who reacts to it, in my mind, well, will be my friend forever. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. It, when we went oh, to... really interesting, testing them. Yeah, mm. yeah, and kind of seeing... So when we went, we went to NCT when I was pregnant with my son and... David, my husband, who's so the opposite of this, he's so like boundlessly positive and sort of friendly and beaming. And he was like, we're going, he's getting really excited. He's like, we're going to make friends with these, these people will be our friends forever, you know. And I was like, we'll see about that. (laughs) And we literally walked in and there's all these people sitting around and they're all couples. Even that was weird to me. I'm not friends with lots of couples I'm friends of different people and then I might be friends with their partners too or whatever but I was a little bit freaked out by it and um, and uh, and one of the dads to be said to me we were all saying oh what do you do and he said oh I'm a doctor 
and someone said, oh, what hospital are you, do you work at? And he said, St. Elliot. And I said, oh, my mum died in that hospital, which is true. <laughs> did you say that in that tone? I did. I did. <laughs> and it... <laughs> It is true, but I was. It was a grenade. It was like, I, I don't yeah. know what to do. I'm going to drop a grenade. I mean, David's looking at me going, oh, these <laughs> so could funny. have been all our friends. <laughs> Why do you have to ruin everything? But you're right. You if you have say, someone react really well, like, if exactly someone how had you want. laughed, honestly, if someone had laughed at that, yeah. I would be friends. They'd, we'd be friends for life. Yeah. But no one did. Everyone obviously looked really uncomfortable because it's such a mean thing to do and say. But I, I'm pretty convinced that like most of my good friends would have reacted to that in the way that I yeah. had uh, been able to deal with it. Maybe a bit better. There's so many yeah. there, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's an absolute Yeah, classic. it's a shitty thing to say. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't say shitty at all. I would say... It's a know, grenade. Yeah. It is a, it's a grenade, but, yeah. you know, that's... John Lennon made me do it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm going to get you a T-shirt that's. Yes. That would actually be it. quite good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, it goes to show that yeah, what what you're drawn to in your friends is yeah. you know absolutely the same yeah, as what you end true. up being drawn to. Yeah. I mean, I like to think your friends aren't all horrible people. Like uh, I mean, <laughs> like you went for. As, I am uh, remember. I'm not going to say out loud, but I am remembering a joke you made to me oh, recently. Oh no. It's <laughs> definitely why we're friends. <laughs> And is unrepeatable. <laughs> Completely <laughs> unrepeatable. Yes. So, Sophie, um, so when I say to you, biggest yes. crush, mm-hmm. who is it? Who are we doing the maths on? Um, I'm going to say, I think it should probably be Nick Redding. Nick Redding. Yeah. Um, okay. Can it's uh, it's single D, not double D. Well, it doesn't matter, does you. it? But okay. oh yeah, no, you're right. But well, that's a weird yeah, spelling. I don't want to jinx it. Is I know it, it is. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's just a you know, okay. L O V. This will not be the first time. This no. Uh, this it's pretty this good. It's sixty eight percent. How do you feel about that? He's that's a very good fine. person, but he lives I, in Africa. Yeah, I'm sorry, so, sorry. In a way, and I am married, happily married. Oh yeah, that, that there's too. that too. Sure. So yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> come on, Nick Redding. <laughs> yeah, Nick Redding. PC, PC Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah, watch out. Yeah. Guys. Well, Sophie, it's been it's been a joy. I feel like we should do, yeah, do this regularly. I catch up. Love it. This is you are doing a public service. <laughs> I think so too, Sophie Black. Thank you very much. Crushed by Margaret Caborn-Smith was hosted by Margaret Caborn-Smith and produced by Sophie Black. Thanks to everyone at the amazing TVC Soho. And if you enjoy the podcast, please remember to like and subscribe as it helps people find where we are. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.